Hey guys, I uh, had a good friend of mine on the uh, episode this week. Um, I will tell you that around the uh, 51 minute point to around the 54 minute point, there was a little bit of an audio breakdown. If you want to just fast forward through that part, you can pick it back up uh, at the 54.32 mark on the episode uh, where Tom's going to kind of get into uh, what he does on LinkedIn. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. This is the Bad Reputation Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes on your smartphone or tablet. Featuring the most up-to-date reputation management, social media, and entrepreneurial information on the web. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official. And now, the host of Bad Reputation, the reputation rock star, Todd Collins. In three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, th- this today is a is a special episode for me because today I've got my best friend from fifth grade, my rock and roller, my buddy old pal. I call him Tommy Herb. What's going on, Todd? Hey, What's up, brother? It's hard to believe, man. Going back, uh, gosh, thirty years ago or so, huh? You know, you were uh, out there, Manchester Elementary, tearing it up. <laughs> I mean, we were. If I'm not mistaken, we may we may have been in the the first Manchester Elementary school, breathing in the asbestos, and maybe third or fourth grade in that area. I'm not sure, but I know we were one, we were like one of the first generations into the the current Manchester Elementary school. It's there. So Tommy and I met. Uh, I want to say in the fourth or fifth grade, he came in, good looking guy. Everybody knows Tom's a good looking guy, comes in, he's got his gun. I'll never forget it. I'm, I'm like an elephant, by the way. I remember everything. <laughs> gun, he had his gun, black Guns N' Roses t-shirt on. And uh, I was like, that guy right there is going to be my friend. And we ended up being great friends, um, uh, dated, dated, you know, in fifth grade. I don't know if you can really date, but I, I venture to say that we were the two most uh wanted gentleman in the fifth grade at manchester elementary school okay um and then and then of course things kind of split off from there one of the one one of the great memories that i always bring up with you whenever we talk is uh and you know it's still out there is is the, the movie major league tommy and i had a sleepover one night at his house and we went to cranberry mall uh, which is now Westminster Town Mall, and we snuck in to see Major League. We were both huge baseball fans, still be, still baseball fans, and uh, snuck, in, snuck in and saw that that movie, and it was one of the best experiences ever. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Th- those days, man, hanging out, you had the, uh, the arcade there, Dream Machine, you know, getting out of the movie theater, popping quarters in the payphone, trying to get a ride home or whatever the case may be. But yeah, those now you go there and it's uh, it's actually it's sad. I mean, there's still a movie theater there, but you know, a lot of those other stores are, are gone. And uh, you know, some good action though in there. I think the uh, not to get off on a tangent, but good friends uh, of mine, uh, one of which is Johnny Wah, uh, yep. and Mike Boris, uh, or uh, Matt Boris, excuse me, opened up the uh, battleground. Yeah. Um, you know, so battlegrounds out there, uh, that gaming facility. But anyway, yeah, man, those were the days. And, and while I was wearing my uh, Guns N' Roses shirt, I think you had on Skid Row. Yes, big <laughs> fan of Skid Row. Still a fan of Skid Row. And in fact, it's interesting. Reagan, uh, we took the kids out trick or treating last night, and her friend she took with her is named Izzy Duff. 
Really? And I turned her name's Izzy Duff. Her yeah. the girl's first name is Izzy. Her last name is Duff. I turned around to her and I said, by any stretch of the imagination, are your parents Guns N' Roses fans? She goes, I think my mom is. And I'm like, yeah, I think she is. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so Tom and I, so Tom and I, and this is why I like LinkedIn guys. Again, if you're not on LinkedIn, you're, you're losing big time. But um, Tom and I started seeing each other on LinkedIn as I started going heavier on LinkedIn a couple years ago. And we met up, and as you know, with cups of coffee, if you ask me to go get a cup of coffee with you, the odds of me saying, yes, I'll go get a cup of coffee with you are not good because I know what you mean by, Todd, will you get a cup of coffee with me? It's, I want to dive into your brain. I want to grab some ideas and not pay you and run away really, really fast. But Tom reached out to me, and he said, hey, you want to grab a cup of coffee? And I said, absolutely, 100%, because I hadn't seen him in years. I was kind of watching from the outside, which is what a lot of us do from a social media standpoint, we sat down, um, had a great conversation and, and have stayed in touch since then. And Tom works for a company called um, Vance, which a lot of you guys know. Um, if you remember a lot of the great commercials and a lot of the omni-channel advertising when we were growing up and you know, the, if you're a 30, 40 year old right now, um, guy or girl, you saw some of those great commercials that were on TV back then. Um, but Tom's like, you're, you're, you're up in that company right now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a big dog. Big dog with a big team around me. That's the most yeah. important thing. I, you know, great leadership here with uh, Jeff and team and, and everybody. But yeah, advance is the uh, 55 years, 55 years right here in Maryland. So being around 55 years, you got to be doing something right. I mean, there's no question about it. Absolutely. Tell me, tell me about, you know, uh, let's, talk, let's talk about kind of like the, the origins of you. Um, you know, you and I kind of separated after elementary school. We both went our separate ways into middle and, and high school and things of that nature. I think you ended up going to Westminster, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I went to North Carroll, which is not there anymore. You, uh, what did you do after that? What college, like what, what happened after that? Yeah, so went to uh, Towson University. And, um, you know, while I was at Towson, uh, met a couple of guys that were working downtown Baltimore uh, at the power plant lives for, so for those out there that are listening uh, places like have a nice day cafe bar baltimore mcfadden's there was a new one opening up called tiki bobs mm -hmm. and this guy came to me i was in one of my classes at towson said hey man listen we're opening up this new tiki bar downtown you should check it out come down do an interview maybe you could be a bar back bartender and went down there and uh became a bar back and, and started bartending and working hard, you know, showing up early during the weekdays and stocking all the, uh, stocking everything up, all the beers. And, and of course you do all that for free, right? In hopes that, you know, that gets you more shifts over the weekend to make more money. And uh, just through hard work and, and building good relationships, uh, one of the partners down there, Dominic, uh, you know, put me in a, a leadership position uh, with Tiki Bob's and did that for several years. And uh, realized that, you know, while I was having a time in my life uh, in that space, uh, I couldn't do it forever. And so that led me into, uh, a company called Lanier, which was owned by uh, Rico, and that's the industry that I'm in today. So I've been doing this now for over 15 years. And you know, when I came into that company, really had no clue about the technology they were selling, but knew knew uh, day one wanted to not only grind it out and make it happen, but be a leader in that organization. So the leader that hired me put me on that path to get there. Within 18 months. Uh, promoted into leadership and had to uh, leave and, and move up to Philly. So I lived in Philly for seven years uh, for Rico at the time. And of course, there was another acquisition with a big company called Icon and uh, just kept progressing through uh, different ranks. And, and when I finally 
uh, left Rico, my last position there, I was a regional vice president, uh, and I was covering everything from Northern Virginia to Maine. Big team. Had some great leaders out there working for me, with me. Uh, I think it all told we were like 400 strong in my region. So big organization. And, um, you know, when I was doing that, uh, Rico's a great company, no doubt about it. Uh, I had a former Rico uh, a colleague that was with a different company reach out to me, and just one thing led to another. And uh, the, a company called Paycor, they're in the uh, human capital management space, uh, went there, another phenomenal company, great people, great technology, great service, you name it. And uh, the thing was, though, uh, the owner of this company, the president, I mentioned him earlier, is Jeff Elkin. And uh, when I was at Rico, you know, we are a reseller of Rico products and services. Jeff and I started building relationship. And, and for those familiar with the uh, Tark's Grill uh, right there, but by far as Paul's right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Jeff and I were going to like, you know, quarterly lunches, staying in touch, building relationship. And he was always cascading that vision of his company, his people, his culture. And I, I was always outside looking in, but just something where there's a good connection there. And I felt the energy between Jeff and I, no doubt he felt it too. And the timing was right for me to join his team. So um, that's the high level journey from, you know, when you and I kind of went different ways. And what I will say is this, um, if it wasn't for social media, you know, be it Facebook and, and, and LinkedIn and other platforms, you know, it's one of those things where you're not quite sure if you and I Ty, would have ever seen each other or talked again, you know, to the, to our, you know, our time was over, our time was up. And so because of things like this, you know, and, and gravitating towards people with energy, you know, and, and staying connected, here we are on this podcast, you know, 30 years later, which is awesome, man. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's interesting too, because it, it's how, it's how we kind of all change over time. Like, and, and I keep, I have a lot of young people that work for me. You probably have, it's kind of the same. You have some of the, the up and comers that are in their twenties and, and, and things of that nature. And they get so stressed out. Um, I have a couple of videographers that are in their twenties and I mean, they are like just seriously, I mean, these kids put so much pressure on themselves. They're great workers too. Like I, I'm only bringing in the ones where I'm like, ah, you know, you got that, you have that good hard work ethic. You're putting the time in, I'm, I'm giving you stuff and I'm pushing you and seeing how you handle the pressure and stuff like that. And these good kids, and they're just like, they put this pressure on themselves where they got to make these decisions of like getting married and moving in with their girlfriends or boyfriends and this and they're like 22 years like I'll ask them right I'll be like because Nikki and all them take care of like the human resources side of it like how old are you like birthdays I don't fucking know how old these kids are they come to me and they're like yeah you know I'm thinking about moving with my girlfriend blah 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 blah. but I'm like really stressed out I'm like dude how old are you and they're like I'm 22 and I'm like I stop them real fast I'm like let me explain something to you okay I'm, I'm going to be 41 in December. I don't even remember 22. I don't remember who I was dating at 22. I don't remember where I was working at 22. I don't remember any of that. I was like, so it's funny when you say 30 years later, you, we don't realize how long time really is and how people can reconnect. And then they end up actually being different people a majority of the time when they reconnect. And I'm starting to figure out now that I really didn't know who I was. And you might feel the same way. I'm not sure, but I didn't really know who I really, really was until probably like 37, 38 years old. Like I didn't really figure it out and admittedly did not figure it out. I I mean, were you the same way or were you just kind of, are you finally at this point now? You're probably, you're going to be 40, right? You're 40. Yeah. Just just turn 40. Nick, Nick, Nick Heller, another good friend of ours. I think surprised you on your birthday, right? He he did down in Charleston. You got to watch him, dude. 
<laughs> he, he, he got to watch that guy. He used to be the small little guy when we played 007 together in Nintendo 64, which Nick promised me he's going to make happen at his real estate agency, Atlas. He said that there was going to be, he's going to put it all together. He used to be the guy sneaking around the corner and snipe you out. So you got to watch him. He's sneaky. Um, but it, it, it's interesting to me how we've all kind of changed from, from, you know, getting into our forties now and things of that nature. Have you found that? Like, are you starting to finally figure out who you really are? 100%. Uh, yeah, I mean, same thing, man. 22. Um, that was right when I was down there, Tiki Bob's. And again, you know, time of my life down back then, but time of my life right now, you know, living in the moment. And, you know, I mean, that was, you know, going back 18 years ago. And to think, you know, about everything that transpired over the last 18 years, really, it's been the last three, four years where things are really starting to click. Things are really starting to be crystal clear and, and laser focused on the purpose and, and waking up every day. And it's all about certainly the family, my wife, my daughter, you know, my parents, my brothers, my sister, everybody. And, and of course, you know, all my friends and just making sure it's just living in the here and the now and not thinking about, you know, what I'm going to be like when I'm 50 or 60 or 70. It's just, you know, here I am 40 years old, but, you know, walking back and thinking about 20, 25 and 30, it's, you know, you're just kind of going through the motions, it feels like. And you're focusing on the on the right things. You're working hard to be successful that leads up until this point. But it's been the last five years and really think things have really start to be just more dialed in altogether. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it, it, I, I, And I assume that it's just something where it's like a coming of age thing where either you have finally figured out the type of people that you mesh with well. You finally figured out what's important. You, I mean, everything just in that age, uh, in that area has started to click. And I've talked to so many people that are around our age group um, and they've all told me the exact same thing. They're like, yup. The minute I hit 40, it was like the, the clouds opened up and everything just made sense. And um, I, I, so again, to, to all the 20 some things that are listening to this episode and have listened to some of these other episodes, I, I really want you guys to not put so much pressure on yourselves. Look, you got, I mean, 20 years from 20 to 40, that's a long, long time. And a lot of stuff changes, man. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. Talking about your family, your family is very well known in the Carroll County area. Um, your, your grandfather champ saying, I bet you wouldn't even thought I'd remember that <laughs> Mr. Champ who I actually met before I even met Tommy through my dad, because Mr. Champ, his grandfather would go to uh, Dutch Corner, a little place in Manchester, Maryland. It's still there to this day, probably six owners now passed at this point. Um, you, there was a, you guys had a, um, you're going to have to let me know the proper wording for this, of what this company does. It's a funeral home, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. You've got, you know, it, it's actually, all kinds of different ways that we've uh, put multiple funeral homes together. And so with, with champ, my grandfather, uh, you know, him and uh, well, of course, Jeff, you know, Jeff is my, uh, is my stepfather. And um, you know, he's been in my life since, you know, I was two years old, you know, and, and lived with my parents and, and Jeff has uh, been in the funeral, funeral business. And he decided about 21 or so years ago now uh, to open up his own funeral home uh, with my mother in Eldersburg, yep. uh, there next to Liberty High School. But going all the way back, you know, 50 plus years ago, on my mother's side, my grandfather, uh, Tom Fletcher, uh, he opened up the Fletcher Funeral Home in Westminster, Maryland. Uh, you know, so I've got funeral homes, you know, kind of 
all around me. I, you know, grew up in them. I lived in them. Uh, we've had all kinds of people hang out and party in them, frankly, and have some good times. So uh, yeah, that's that's been the that's been my life, man. It's just around funeral homes, and um, it, it's awesome. I mean, it's it's one of those things where people always say, Tom, why did you get in that business? I mean, you've got you know, I got my uncles and my cousins in Fletcher's uh, Fletcher Funeral Home. Got my parents running Zumbrun Funeral Home. It just makes sense, you know, to stay in the family business. And you know, I've thought long and hard about that, but I think at the end of the day, uh, my personality and who I am, I'm not quite sure the guy with a ton of energy and it's always fired up and excited with a big smile on his face makes sense to be at the front door of a funeral home. I don't know. It's just my thing. You know, <laughs> so. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think you could probably upsell me from the uh, wood casket to the gold casket very well. You know, <laughs> um, but it's an interesting field, man. It's not for everybody by any stretch of imagination. But I will tell you this. There, there was a point in time. This actually just came back to me. We did cross paths again, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been during like I know we ran into each other at Tiki Bob's at one point. I know we did that a couple times, but there was one point where I came to the funeral home in Eldersburg. We went downstairs to uh, your room. I think you lived downstairs. I gotta I, I gotta ask you: Did anything ever paranormal happen while you were living there? Wow. So. Um... You know, I can't recall. Be honest, Tommy. Don't hold back. I want to know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe it could be that the you know the spirits are more scared of me than I am of them. You know, that could be it. I could be freaking them out. You know, when I'm in the area, so maybe they stay away. Um, but no, I mean nothing. You know, paranormal has happened to my knowledge down there. But I will say that you know some some exciting times have happened down there for sure in that basement. And you're right. When you came there, uh, that basement. You know. Uh, half of it was my bedroom back in the day. I remember having the uh, the uh, turntables in the corner. And I think I was, at one point, I think it was my um, 18, you know, I was 18, uh, there, 18, 19. I, I got the approval from my parents to have a New Year's Eve party for uh, what I shared with them was about seven or eight friends. And I think it turned into about 38 people by midnight, you know. So uh, <laughs> anyway, good times, man. Good times for sure. It's so funny, too, because now our parents look at us and they're like, wow, these are very upstanding citizens, very responsible, great parents, this and everything else. And they look back and they're like, how in the hell did this happen? At this point, they got to just feel good about themselves as good parents, right? They got to just assume we did something right. Yeah. I would so, say, you know, <laughs> what I would attribute it to, Todd, is the fact that you and I generally care about people and we have, you know, extensive networks of of friends and just people everywhere and that was us back in elementary school and middle school and high school and we just wanted to always be a part of the action man just always being around people because we always had just that that genuine love and connection and just wanted to be around people so it's like you know what we do every day is we impact people right and that's it I mean playing when I wake up in the morning my number one objective is to impact one person if I impact two great if it goes beyond that even better but if I can put my head down the pillow at night knowing that I made an impact on one, right, it, it serves my purpose. So I think that was just ingrained in the brain as to just who we were back then and who we are today and who all was big. Well, I know your grandfather had passed one um, a lot years ago, but I know he'd be real proud of, of, of what you've accomplished. Uh, no question about it, because he was a he was an excellent, excellent guy, great man. 
um, and I always enjoyed his company. It was, it was awesome. He would always say hi to me even when I was a little kid. Um, let's get into, let's talk about um, some stuff that happened recently. We, you would, re, you would reach out. Well, let's go, let's go this way. You posted something about me on, on LinkedIn uh, and I think it may have been Facebook too. And people were all people, many people were like, Oh my God, I didn't even know that Tom and Todd knew each other. Like a lot of people didn't know about our story, you know, of knowing each other and the relationship that we had. And a lot of that came out of, um, something that recently happened with your brother. And I know that you and your brother were very close, you know, I mean, obviously I lost touch with him when, when he was, he was much, uh, as he got older, obviously, but I remember him as, I mean, little, like a baby right? Um, talk to me a little bit about that whole situation, how you handled that. I mean, I know when, when you deal with things like that with a, with a relative, and, I, and I've dealt with it as well, um, it's difficult because you just continue to help and help and help and help, and it's just like you can't break through to them. Um, I guess give me some insight on you know it seemed to me like you were the the strong person in, in, for your family in this in this situation. You were the one that spearheaded, like let's go, you know, everybody come together, this that and everything else. Explain to me kind of how that how that all kind of came about. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, Jimmy, um, J- Jimmy of course passed away back in uh, back in August, and uh, J- he was struggling with addiction. You know, plain and simple. I mean, Jimmy was struggling with addiction and. Uh, you know, it was, it was, it was just a whirlwind that entire week from the time that we received the news all the way through the viewing and the funeral. Um, what, what I, what I didn't understand really though with Jimmy was the magnitude of, of how many people he impacted, as I mentioned earlier, impacting people. Jimmy had the most diverse, uh, network or group of friends out of anyone I've ever seen. I mean, he had people that were, you know, all the little cliques and the tribes and, you know, the units, whatever you want to call people. He was involved in all of them, so much so that his viewing that Thursday evening, Todd, I kid you not, his viewing in our funeral home, right, in Zumbrun Funeral Home, um, over a thousand people. And everybody had a story about Jimmy. And there were people there that were, you know, friends with the parents and stuff, but they too knew Jimmy. But to me, that was just a, a huge indicator that, that he was just always pouring his heart into other people. You know, Jimmy didn't have much when uh, we were going through his stuff after he passed away. And in fact, he only had about $6.93 to his name. Um, you know, and, and so the guy, you know, while I didn't have much and he was struggling, he had the biggest heart out of anybody that I've ever met in my life. I mean, he, he really did. And so, you know, as we went through that challenging time, we still go through it every single day. It's not a, not a second that goes by where you, you don't think about Jimmy and my parents and, and brother and, and older brother, Tim and sister Jenna. Um, but to your point, we realized that Jimmy would want us to stay strong, if they get even stronger as a family. And so, you know, just really keeping everybody together. We've got some uh, events upcoming. We I took action. I said, you know what? Jimmy always had these different ideas on different uh, businesses he wanted to start. And uh, one of them, he had this idea. He wanted to start a food truck called Zummies Drummies, where he was just serving, you know, drumsticks out of the uh, truck. And, of course, it never came to fruition. But uh, I said, you know, let's, let's do something for Jimmy. And, and his, his nickname, 
his buddies called him Hoffa. Right, and, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call him Hoffa. So, you know, we say, you know, and, and we, let's just do something, right? So all of a sudden, you know, I guess about a month or so ago, uh, the idea of uh, Hoffa Beans, which will be a coffee company that's going live this weekend, uh, was created. And we took it a step further. Uh, Jeff, my stepfather, uh, took Hoffa, made it an acronym, and Hoffa is going to be Healing Opportunity Free From, Addic- free from Addiction. Uh, and so all this stuff is going on, man. And I tell you, you know, people are reaching out because we're starting to give some kind of some stay tuned different graphics of what the beans of the bags look like and the logo. And it's, it's all, of course, uh, it's got the, uh, the Raven on there. Uh, he was a big fan of the Baltimore Ravens, Orioles, all kids stuff. But it's, it's people are just continuing to come together. And uh, Jimmy's still making an impact. He always will. He always will. But I tell you, at the end of the day, um, what I've learned, we talked earlier about uh, as, we, as we're 40 now, you know, things are starting to be, be much more clear. Uh, that, that love and connection, uh, you know, and, and being genuine with people, I'm, I'm even further down the road now. You know, yeah. and a lot of the things that, you know, I thought were important may not be as important as, you know, really – uh, building those strong relationships with people, you know, and getting to know people and spending time with people too. I mean, we, we work hard, man. I mean, I, I see you running and gunning out there all the time. Yeah. We're always on, but you know, to pump the brakes, hit the pause button and go pour ourselves into our family and our friends. is so important. It's so important, but he's, um, man, I tell you, man, I, I just, you know, there's many people listening to this that know Jimmy that will, just be big smiles on their face and perhaps some tears in their eyes and all that stuff. And people that never met Jimmy that I would encourage you to, you know, take a look at when we launched the website out there, hoppabeans.org, you know, we're going to have a story about him, but, uh, Oh, and one more thing I would like to add, you know, on the podcast here for those that are listening in the Baltimore area uh, on Sunday, November 17th, uh, the Ravens are at home against the uh, Houston Texans. Um, We have a space down uh, on the corner of Wacomico and Austin, rented out. Huge tailgate for Jimmy. Uh, we expect over 250 people there, and uh, all of the proceeds go to the Hoffa Foundation. So just want to put that out there. It's open to everyone, and uh, we'd love to see more folks there. But, um, yeah, man, it was, it's been a challenge. Uh, we'll never be the same, you know, for sure. When you lose a brother like that, you lose a son. You, you know, it's a, he's a nephew. He was an uncle. Last night was tough, man. I tell you, his favorite holiday, one of his favorites, is Halloween. And, you know, with it, with his nieces and nephews, he had five of them. Uh, no matter what Jimmy was doing, he could be struggling, going through some tough times. You know, you might not hear from him for a couple of days or whatever the case may be. Or it could be, you know, in, in have a disagreement. You know, we'd work through all that stuff, but he'd show up. He'd always dress up and show up for Halloween to make sure he was the one either carrying one of his nieces or nephews in that baby bajorn or pulling them behind him in the wagon. You know, he put a little Hulk mask on or something, man, and, and he'd take them to every single house to make sure they had the best Halloween ever. And last night was tough, man. It was tough. So I can see him dressing up as Michael Myers or Jason, man. He was a big son of a gun. Yeah, he was. He big, was a big boy. Big boy. Interestingly big boy. enough, you know, uh, I think he it's 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 a lot of us when when we pass on or we leave um I think one of the biggest fears of dying isn't really dying I think one of the biggest fears of dying is 
that people are going to forget you. So um, for somebody who, like you stated, you know, he went through his stuff, had $6.25 to his name and you know, he didn't have much and this and everything else. At the end of the day, his life, like you said, impacted, but now could create a legacy to help and support other people that are going through the same thing. So if, it, you know, his loss um, could end up saving other people's lives, that's a much bigger impact than most people that have millions and billions of dollars um, that will end up, you know, being completely forgotten uh, very, very quickly. So again, uh, I, I've stressed to, I can't stress this enough for, for the majority of you listening is that it's not about how much money you have, it's how much impact or legacy you leave after you're gone. Um, because the money, trust me, most of your relatives, if you leave the money, they're going to burn through it like that anyway. Yeah, but that's a great point, man. I, I mean, that, you're dead on. I mean, that's to me, that, that was the big aha when I witnessed the amount of people he impacted and that, you know, had all these stories. To me, that's what it's all about. I mean, at the end of the day, when that time comes, you know, if anyone out there has that same outcome, to me, they, they, they live the right life, you know, just yeah. helping others, impacting others, you know, and, and so um, I'm with you, man. It's, it's what it's all about. Trust me, man. I, and I'm sure you did as much as you possibly could. I had a young guy that, that worked for me um, years ago. And I just, I mean, I love the kid like a little brother. I took care of him. I got him a car. I got him car insurance. I got him a cell phone. I got him this. I got him that. Gave him a job. Paid him. I mean, I did everything under the sun. And then, um, God, I remember, I'll, and you know, here's the deal. I don't cry much, man. I really, really don't. Um, it's very odd. It's very weird. But I remember I got a text message and found out he passed away. And it was like tears just running out. And I, I was blaming myself. I was going, I, I, I was like, I did everything. I did. I mean, what, what? And at the end of the day, I remember his older brother came up to me. Um, and he said, dude, there's nothing you could have done. He's like, I tried. I tried. His older brother. I tried millions of times. It just, there was nothing you could do, dude. This was the path he was on, whether you gave him this or gave him that or gave him this or gave, it didn't matter, dude. And a lot of the times it, it, you're right. It does. It puts a lot of stress on relationships. There's, there's lying that happens and there's stealing that happens and there's this and that, and it just, you know, it, they become a shadow of themselves, unfortunately. And it's just something that, that happens. And I wish more people, most people don't understand that it's something that they can't even control at, at one point. It's not, it's completely out of their control. It's, it's literally running their life. Um, so if there's anybody that's dealing with that, um, or you guys know anybody that's currently dealing with that, man, please, uh, I'm sure Tom would love to hear from you and, and maybe help either a try to support you guys and help you guys through that process. And, and then maybe get you, um, uh, lined up with, uh, with, with half beans and see if there's anything coming from that. Cause I, I, I my fruition, I would, I would say tells me that, five, 10 years from now, this is going to be much larger than, uh, cause I know how you are. Like you, you're going to drive the thing until the, the wheels fall off. So in five to 10 years, my assumption is that this thing is going to save a lot of people's lives. And so, um, he, he will have left a very large impact on a lot of people. You know, that's, uh, that's it, man. I mean, you know, it, it, it's going to be, uh, the amount of people and families that we're able to impact, you know, that, that's, that's our mission is that, you know, Jimmy's Jimmy will Jimmy will live on, and the way in which he's going to live on 
is going to be by helping others still, you know, even when he's gone, he's going to be helping others because that, that is our mission is, you know, Hoppa beans. He was a big coffee drinker. He loved this coffee. And I tell you this coffee, man, we did a sample. It's a specialty grade out of, uh, uh, in this place called Joe's garage up in uh, Seattle, Washington, but it's out of uh, Brazil. And, um, the family tastes all these different kinds. And this is spot on. This isn't your Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, you know, Pete's coffee. This is legit specialty grade stuff that your people are going to enjoy. But the, the point is enjoy that coffee. Enjoy that moment with your loved ones, sit around the table, sit around wherever, have a good conversation, right? Bring that love together. But, um, you know, again, the, the proceeds are going to be what makes a difference, you know, for other families out there that are going through the same thing. It's, it's a problem, man. I tell you, it's, it's a big, it's a bigger problem than most people realize when we start talking to people about what happened with us, almost every single family, someone knows someone, right? Yep. Where yep. it's going right now and something needs to be done. And we found gaps, you know, in the, in the, in the system, in the process out there that we can address and we will address, but you know, we're here to help. And uh, to your point, you said it, anyone's out there listening to this and just wants uh, someone to, to reach out to and, and connect with and have a conversation me and my family were wide open, wide open. Love it. Moving forward to what you're doing currently with Advance, but even more so what you're doing with your own personal brand, you found that LinkedIn has become your spot. Um, if you were doing what you were doing now, five years ago, it would have made more sense on Facebook, obviously, but LinkedIn has really changed. And I say this a lot where LinkedIn uh, like our generation started making it okay to post pretty much whatever we wanted to post on LinkedIn instead of the uh, uh, people that would be on there. Of course you would post something a little bit off, off, it could be off business, off brand of whatever you did for a living and people would jump in and they would say, Hey, save that stuff for Facebook. Yeah. Then that's gone. Now we can LinkedIn is a real true social media platform. Um, I think it's, it's, I know for a fact because I speak to businesses business people, salespeople, everybody all day long. It's, it's a very underutilized social media platform for a lot of people. You're utilizing it to a maximum right now. What started or what triggered the Thirsty Thursdays? <laughs> yeah. So walk back 24 weeks ago because yesterday was the 23rd episode every Thursday staying consistent with it. And that, you know, that to me is important. I've learned your know, consistency and discipline around this thing. And, and we're not going to let up. It's only going to get much stronger. But 24 weeks ago, the room I'm sitting in right now, and of course you can see me, you can't on the podcast, you just envision there's this, this conference room with the big brick wall and the Maryland flag behind me. I'm sitting in the same spot 24 weeks ago with one of my fellow employees. And he's like, Tom, you know what? He's like, we should be more social. We should get out there on LinkedIn. It's a free platform you know, let's just do something. And we had no idea what we wanted to do. And I said, you're right. Let's get out there, right? Let's just, you know, share some information. Let's, let's just provide an energy shot. If anything, people are working hard all day, all night, whenever, you know, give somebody something that's maybe two to three minutes worth of, you know, if they get a boost of energy, they feel good when, they, when they're done watching it, then we've done our job. So I said, well, let's do this. Let's order a, uh, a $23 tripod off of Amazon. Uh, meet me here next Thursday we'll turn the camera on and whatever comes out of our mouth, let's just start talking. There's no script. Just, just turn it on. Let's start. Right. So we do that. And, uh, we had some, I think some coffee in our hand that morning and just all of a sudden it became kind of thirsty Thursday. And, uh, it, 
I, I gotta, we got the podcast rolling, man. I got the got the podcast rolling. Sorry about that. Yeah, I so love we, this. See, look, Tom's in the middle of work. Look, he's like, hey, uh, hold uh, on yeah. for a minute. Yeah, I, I got a sign. I mean, it's, it's a glass wall out there. I got the sign, podcast in progress. He's holding up an envelope. He's showing me something. And then he looks at the sign and he's got that oh no face. Yeah, Mike, he's like, oh yeah. no. And he didn't realize I was in here doing But anyways, it's all good, man. So, um, yeah, so Thirsty Thursday was born that day. And, you know, it's funny. We, we did a couple of them in the beginning. And, you know, I can track, like, yeah, how many people viewed it and looked at it, whatever, right? So, sure. you know, there's like the first one, there's like 6,000, 7,000. And people are watching it. People are sending me text messages. They're like, you're not quite sure what you guys are talking about. It's kind of like Seinfeld, the show about nothing. But it's awesome, man. Keep doing it. So I said, we will. So, you know, it's, it's really, there, there's no, it's nothing to do with, you know, really who we are, what we sell, or how we, you know, do different things at, at work. It's all about, you know, how we're feeling that day, what we're thirsty for. And most importantly, for the people that are watching it, just boost energy because we're already energized. I mean, I'm fired up every day. It doesn't require somebody else or some other thing to, to inject that into me. But if I can take it and transfer it to somebody else, again, it's the, it's my mission every day and purpose. And that's really around what Thirsty Thursday is all about. So, you know, um, yesterday was episode 23. And, uh, you know, there's going to be episode 100, you know, down the road and 250 and 300. It's going to keep going. And I, I actually learned yesterday we had some folks in here uh, on, that, on that episode, Jeff Martin, and he brought in one of his videographers, all this professional equipment. And I'm sitting there with the $23 tripod, like, you know, feeling like, you know, super small, like I'm nothing. He's like, man, he's like, don't worry about that. He's like, no, that do doesn't not. matter. Yeah. He's like, that stuff doesn't matter at all. He's like, just get out there, content, you know, get unscripted, be you, be yourself, you know, make it raw, make it real. And that's the deal. You know, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's who I am. It's the people on the uh, video. It's who they are. And, there's going to be a continuation of it. So it's exciting. What, what makes me happy is this, is that, you know, again, people can read the comments on LinkedIn and all that stuff, but what you don't see are the private, you know, messages sent to me yep. or the text messages or people like, man, keep doing that. You know, I enjoy it. I watch it. You know, it makes sense and it may not be always, you know, relevant to everyone, but just the fact that there's energy for two or three minutes. I know yesterday was seven minutes or longest one, but that, that's all we're doing. And, uh, but I, I mentioned consistency and discipline, you know, we're not a flash in the pan. It's not a once and done thing. You know, it's going to go and go and go and go. And I'm sure it will morph into something else over time, but that's what we're doing. And that's how, that's how it all starts too. Like I, I, I and this, again, this is why I want to talk about LinkedIn a little bit. My, a lot of my own stuff, like my, my, not the agency stuff. The agency was kind of already on autopilot when I started doing my own thing anyway. But the very first post that triggered everything for me was a LinkedIn post. I was going through um, uh, a separation with somebody who I had been with for a very long time. I was going through a change physically that I wanted to make in my life that I was going through. I was just going through a lot of stuff. And I remember I just like, for some reason, I chose LinkedIn. I don't know why just chose LinkedIn. I think cause I, and I'll tell you, I think, I think I, why I chose LinkedIn was because I didn't have a lot of personal connections there. So it wasn't going to be a lot of people that I was like, I can put it on LinkedIn and not that many people are going to see it. I put it on LinkedIn and it was like, <clears throat> and I was like, Oh man, I was like, all right, well, let me do it again tomorrow. And I did it again tomorrow and did the same thing. And I'm like, ah, oh. and people were engaged. And like, I feel the same way. And that's kind of like where all my stuff started going. Right. And one of the things that you just said is one of literally the most important things that I want people to understand about putting out content. 
And Jeff probably said the exact same thing. It, a lot of the times I'll put something out and the public eye will say, oh man, that's cool. It got like, you know, there were like 16 comments or 17 comments or 20 comments. And I'm looking at it like, yeah, it didn't engage very much. It's very weird. Then I jump over to the messages and I'm like, holy shit. Like there's all these people and I'm messaging them back. Right. Then I'll go down to the gym that day and the people will walk up to me and be like, dude, that video you put out the other day, man, dude, that hit me like a ton of bricks. I just want to thank you. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going, why didn't you like it? Why didn't you say something? Like most people, the stuff that I talk about is so personal that most people just aren't there yet. And they're just not willing to, they're not, they're not at the point where they can say something like publicly and be like, I feel the same way kind of thing. Um, but I just want to get them thinking like the one that you, it's funny. Cause you said to me, you're like, yeah, you like, you care about people so much. And the last post that I put out yesterday was like, well, I don't fucking like people. And I wanted to get people's attention with that. And it was basically the title of it was not why, why, you know, do I like to party? Right. A guy at a seminar that I'm being paid to speak at asked me if I like to party. And I'm like, Oh, I answer you honestly. Nope. I don't. It's like, I don't drink anymore. So I don't really, I don't really party. And to be quite honest with you, I get socially anxious around people, right? I, I love people, but I'm very choosy at the age of 40 of who I surround myself with. So one of the things I want people to understand is that when I say I don't like people, I'm saying I, I don't like, I love people. I just only choose to be around people that fit into my life at that moment and that I can connect with. Some of them I have connections with where, like you, where we don't see each other for 25 years and we can just pick it up right where we left off. That to me is real friendship. That's, that's just something that is just real. It's like with Nick, right? Nick, Nick Collins, my business partner and, and friend of the same amount of time you and I have known each other. Um, same situation. doesn't matter. Like we can, we can not talk to each other for six months and pick up right where we left off. So um, I, I love that you're utilizing to kind of tailwind back into it. You're, you're utilizing LinkedIn and you've got these episodes out are you expanding? Are you starting to expand that network a little bit? Or have you just been, are you just like, yeah, LinkedIn's my place? So it's a great question. So um, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is the place for now, but I haven't even like scratched the surface. I mean, I'm here, I'm like my daughter, right? She's on, I know this has become a little extreme as far as business, but. TikTok. Big, how'd you know that? Dude, because I'm on TikTok, bro. Yeah. So yeah, she, I mean, she, you know, so she's put me on. I'm doing the dancing with her. Music's playing, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, here's another platform where all these people are going to. Like, where's the next party shifting to? But you know, I, I don't do much on Instagram. I'm on there. I look at stuff. I'll 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 read, observe, or watch. Um, you know, Facebook more just you know, kind of just family, close friends type thing. I haven't really expanded that thing. I mean, most of it's in LinkedIn. I mean, pretty much. What I do now, uh, from a business perspective, as far as you know, connections and and you know the the brand and everything else is all LinkedIn. Um, I know there's a big opportunity to do a lot more. Uh, I just need to tap into it, you know. So it's a big opportunity. It's it's you know it's wide open right now uh, to get in there. Um, I'm gradually getting there. I'm not trying to to, to set the world on fire, but I tell you what, um, you when you mention people come up to you at the gym and, and make comments, nothing better. Then walking into either a current customer or a soon-to-be customer, and they they're out there watching it because we all know what happens. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, 
it's one of those, I was talking to this guy the other day, uh, Larry Levine, and uh, he's got this book, uh, Selling from the Heart. And we were doing, we were on Zoom just like this. And, and you know, we were doing a podcast, and we were on Zoom. And he's like, Tom, he's like, do you understand what you're doing? He's like, in your industry, there aren't too many others out there doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. But also, he's like, get other folks in your company doing that. Because, you know, if you think about the network we all have, each one of us, when you combine all that together, if we have more people participating and getting involved on social media and, and sharing not only the personal brand, but, you know, perhaps, you know, could be the company brand, could be whatever, that network far exceeds the amount of traffic we're probably getting to our website right now. Right. And so, you know, yeah, so we're, he's like, you know, we, as, as the, the, the employees, I mean, people do their homework and their research. So when I hear, I walk into an, a, a company or to a business and I meet someone for the first time and they're like, Oh, you're that guy that was doing thirsty Thursday. Or I watched one of the, one of the thirsty Thursdays, you know, they're on LinkedIn, they're doing the research they're seeing who we are. And if you've got nothing out there, if you're the profile that's out there with like no picture and like, you know, basically nothing, then there's already perception built in their minds before you even walk in the door. You know, so that's something else that we think about and, and um, big emphasis out there for us to really get more entrenched in the social space. But I know it's long-winded, but uh, yeah, man, TikTok, no. you know, Instagram, those are things that I'm currently looking at. Well, so here, here's kind of, this is, I, I just answered a question from another buddy of mine who, he's a real estate agent and he, and I got into kind of like a debate on LinkedIn with another guy. And he was like, well, you know, what's the ROI for TikTok on, you know, I'm a real estate agent. What would be the, and I'm like, dude, you're not even, you're not even thinking about this for a second. You can use, you don't have to necessarily post on TikTok, but you could use TikTok's content creative as a content creative tool and then post that same thing on LinkedIn. And then people are like, whoa, how did you do that? Like that type of thing, right? What, what? I would want to paint for you is that you put so much heart. You can tell that you put a lot of heart and soul. I'm not talking about what the creative looks like. I'm saying you put a lot of heart and soul. You carry yourself well in the video. You speak very well for not having a script. You put it on LinkedIn. I want to paint a picture for you for a second. And you just talked about it driving traffic to your website because it 100% does that. Let's say LinkedIn got sold tomorrow to a company in india and they go we've decided to no longer let video posting happen on linkedin now what so my this is what i'm going to put tom on not on blast here but i'm going to i'm going to test him start taking because facebook right now literally is just kind of like link it's very similar to linkedin when you upload a video on facebook it loves and will and it literally says to you this if your video is three minutes or longer, it will be shown to more people. If you post that same video and that same copy that you put on LinkedIn, on Facebook and IGTV, that net gets bigger. And if the end all be all is to reach more people and touch more people and impress on more people, just adding those two simple things that could take you an extra two and a half to three minutes a day, would blow it out of the water. Um, whether you're there for that or not, I don't know. That would be my two cents on, on how to expand it to a point where it would drive more awareness, not only back to the site, but drive more awareness to you. Because there, that's the one surprising thing for me, Tom, is that there's not a lot of people, for some odd reason, people are not utilizing LinkedIn as much as they used to utilize LinkedIn. I, I, I mean, they are but they're not I, like I, I talk to people and I say, are you on LinkedIn? Well, I have a profile, 
like that's that that's that's it. I'm like, well, are you posting on there? And they're like, man, eh, not really. I'm like, well, where are you posting? And they're like, oh, on Facebook. And I'm like, okay, great. But then they start talking to other t- their target demographic, right? And so like I'd be, I'd be talking to you and I'd be like, what's the average age of your client? And you might say to me, Todd, the average age of my clients, 35 to 45 years old. And I'm going, you, you know a lot of pe- 35 and 45 year olds that are on Facebook? And they're like, well, and I'm like, well, where do they typically hang out? And he's like, well, I guess Instagram. And I'm like, how, mu- how much posting are you doing on Instagram? They're like, well, not much. I'm posting the majority on Facebook. So but then I go, so basically your target audience are the people that are retiring now who don't want to buy a house anymore. They're ready to retire and sell their house. You're marketing to them, but you're not marketing to the people that are in your age demographic that got this money ready to roll, ready to buy a house. I just don't get it. So I would love to see you cast that wider net, dude. I would love it because I, you, you have a very magnetizing personality. Guys, if you've ever met Tom or ever watched any of his videos, he's got, there's a, some people in this world that have an it factor. Tom's got that it factor. It, he always has. Um, and that's, to me, also one of the reasons why the videos do so well. Because he's a nice guy. He's a good-looking dude. And what comes out of his mouth actually makes sense. So it's, you have those three things combined. And that's why he's getting the attention that he's getting. Um, but I think we should all basically, you know, blast him on Facebook and Instagram and tell him to post start posting videos there. It would be very interesting to see that. <laughs> Spamming up his shit. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I know you've got my word, right? You've got my word that will certainly cast that wider net and make sure that, you know, it's not just one party that I'm playing in, you know, and making sure I'm connected to the others, you know, because our demographic, I mean, certainly it could be, you know, you could have a decision maker at the table, you know, that could be in their late sixties, you know, early seventies. You also could have a decision maker that runs all of their IT operations and finance and they're, you know, 31, 29, whatever. Right. So it's, it's, uh, it's everywhere. And I, I see, you know, in LinkedIn, it seems like there's the full, the full range, but um, connecting out to IGTV, getting into Facebook, dialing, having that wider net, you know, I know, again, we're on the podcast, people can't see your gestures, but when you did one of these, kind of blew your hands up and made that wider net, you know, picture for me, I'm thinking, you know what, he's right. So I it, will take action. It, yeah, it's just worth it. I mean, because the thing is, at the end of the day, the whole, the whole point of doing what you're doing is to build awareness around yourself and, your, and the brand that you represent or, or you know, whatever. Um, and it, it, the more people that you can touch or the more opportunities that you're going to have, it's just, it's just the bottom line. Not only, not only from that standpoint, but it also, it's also really important from a recruiting standpoint, if you're trying to grab new employees and, and all, as all of us as companies, we want to recruit the best people that we can, we can recruit. And if we're trying to recruit some of that younger generation, they may just not be on LinkedIn yet. Um, they may be out in the ether in Facebook and Instagram, more on Instagram than anything, um, where you can build some awareness there and they go, man, I, that's, that's the type of guy I want to work for right there. Um, so it, again, it can be, it's not only for lead generation, but, and awareness, but it's also for recruitment where people want to stay, stay connected with you. And they're like, I, that's the guy I want to follow. Right. Um, tailwinding into, uh, to, towards the end here. Um, I always ask people two questions and get six answers, right? With you, I'm, I'm very blown away by, and we kind of just touched on this, but I really want you kind of to discuss it in, in, in a little bit deeper. You started, the, you started doing videos. Your consistency, though, your consistency is what's driving the car right now. 
you didn't just try it. And I just posted about this today where, you know, you're telling me one thing, but you're doing something completely different. You didn't just try it, Tom. You were like, we're doing it and we're staying consistent to it. And it's going every Thursday and and it's just, and it, it, the trajectory is going this way because you stay consistent. You didn't miss one. Right. So give me, give me three reasons why people should start not only one utilizing video, but two utilizing LinkedIn as a social media platform to build their own brand, but or awareness around the company that they work for now. Yes. Oh, there we go. <laughs> My computer, all of a sudden your, your face was gone. I couldn't see anymore. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. So, so, you know, yes. So, so the first thing would be, you know, why LinkedIn? Why, why video? Uh, you, you know, I would tell you that um, LinkedIn, if I'm not mistaken, I heard it out there somewhere. I believe it's like one of the top five search engines now. Is that accurate? I heard that, you know, you got Google up there, you've got, you know, uh, YouTube. Todd, you still with me? Hello. <laughs> there was a massive mute there. I don't, so I, I, I was still on. I was tracking. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. So I, hopefully you did not talk uh, for the last 15 minutes there that that, that was muted. But um, let's talk about why LinkedIn, why you've chosen LinkedIn. Let's go back to the question. Why you've chosen LinkedIn as the place to be and why people should be there. 
um, doing video and, and utilizing it as a social media tool to create brand brand awareness. So, you know, you mentioned something um, earlier around people and recruiting and, you know, LinkedIn, certainly there are plenty of recruiters on LinkedIn and it feels like, or it seems like those recruiters are scanning the LinkedIn world and sending private messages to uh, create some curiosity or peak interest to get people to, you know, go look at something new. And at the end of the day, you know, until you maybe jump on a video and share some reality as to the people you'd be working with every single day, it's tough to get a feel for what's real and what's not, you know, or what's legit yeah. or, what's, you know, what's a good opportunity. So, you know, I'm thinking, you know, it, it's, it's really twofold. Uh, I, by no means, I mean, that's not my, my job. I'm not the recruiter. We've got someone here, you know, that takes care of all that. When, when our team brings someone here, and they become a, a family member of our organization, they're working with us every single day, right? We're in the trenches together. So I want people to really get a feel for, you know, the folks that not only myself, but others that I bring on here, I brought on multiple uh, leaders within the organization. I uh, certainly have interviewed or been with people from uh, our customers, you know, how great they are out there as well. And so I just think that, you know, if you're looking to grow your business with top talent, uh, the talent's out there. Now, to your point, maybe they're not on LinkedIn yet. They could still be out there on Instagram or Facebook. So the, the importance of casting that net, that's a big takeaway for me today. And that will happen uh, and that'll help us out. But the, the video portion is what you see is what you get, you know? And so, you know, when you're here every day, I talk to people say, hey, describe to me what, what, what a good culture looks like or feels like. And I said, what, what, what it feels like is how you feel specifically when you walk in the doors every day to work and you walk out of those doors, right? Because you can walk in the morning and it's a brand new day. It's a brand new start. You feel good. Everything's going on. And then all of a sudden those walls around you from eight to five or whenever, right? I mean, they come, they come caving in and stuff hits the fan. And next thing you know, you go home and you feel horrible. Yep. Right. And it could be by, you know, who knows what happened, but the point is, we want everyone when they join our team to feel really good walking in and feel even better walking out. And by doing so, that's what good culture is all about. So to answer your question again, just to summarize, you know, there are a lot of folks out there today that may be living in or working in some challenging conditions that know should they want to explore an opportunity with our organization that's been around here for 55 plus years and we'll continue to grow and evolve over time. We've got great people here, right? We've got people with energy and enthusiasm, people that generally care about others. You know, it's a family atmosphere uh, here with, with the company. And, you know, it's not going to be, again, the silver bullet with the video, but this is as real as you get when you put video out there. I think it's just the future of, of the representatives of your brand, right? I think right now what you're doing is you are a, uh, and this is the opportunity that a lot of you have inside the businesses that you're working for right now, you right now are the outline, okay? If I were sitting above you right now, I'd be looking at you going, this is the outline of somebody that we want to have or we want to recruit into our business. Someone that does this and puts themselves out there, not only representing the brand, but also creating connections and relationships with people that they can attract 
that they can bring in either A, from a recruitment standpoint or B, from a client standpoint. Um, I think what you're finding and what you're seeing right now, now is the evolution of the employee um, and the value of an employee that has the willingness to brand themselves within a brand is a very valuable asset, almost more valuable than uh, having a degree in business. Um, their, their own reachability with their own audience and what it can do for the business is becoming much, much more valuable than um, uh, a piece of paper or no experience and uh, uh, tutelage from someone that teaches something but maybe hasn't actually done something. There's a lot of business professors that I know, no knock on them, but a lot of professors or teachers that I know that they, they've never even run a fucking business. In my opinion, they have no reason to even be teaching it. Um, when we have interns that come in, I don't know, if, I'm sure you guys do internships, but when I have interns come in, I put them through the ringer, man. I take them into meetings that I go into and things of that nature. And they walk out and they're like, that, that's what it's like in the real world. And I'm like, yep. And they were like, yeah, you didn't even really talk that much about business. You really just were just like asking about the guy's kids and this, that, and everything else. And I'm like, that's right. It's called relationship building. And that's why you're in college right now, young John. <laughs> Learn how to build relationships. And you will never have an issue in business whatsoever. Yeah, and I think that, to your point, you know, the, the, the relationship piece is key. And I think that's kind of like the overarching theme of our entire podcast about, you know, who we are and, you know, the, the, why we wake up every day and do what we do to make an impact. And, you know, what I see is, you know, to me, this is just a window into, you know, the, the, the video uh, platform. Uh, to learn more about someone, uh, to, to me, the most important thing is that in-person experience, you know, and being in front of people. And I think sometimes technology uh, can get in the way. You know, there are great people out there that allow the technology to get in the way where they prefer to live behind an email or they want to live behind a text message or they want to live behind some other way of a, a communication vehicle that's electronic where you can't get that in-person experience. And even the video has helped out tremendously but, you know, the, the relationship building, the networking, we talk about, you know, here at Advance, ensuring that don't let a week go by where you, you have at least two or three relationship building moments in person, right? That could be over a cup of coffee in the morning. That could be the, the, the never eat alone mentality for lunch. That could be in the evening participating in some sort of community partnership or event. Uh, but get out in front of people toe to toe, build that relationship and, and don't allow the tech to get in the way. And so again, uh, it just kind of goes back to your question. Uh, the video gives you a better feel for, you know, people and who they are. Right. And then from there, you know, the real relationship begins when we meet for the first time. So. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. The, it, the thing is, is that every one of us, including both of us will, will, uh, before we meet with somebody, we'll do our research on that person. I want to know who I'm meeting with. I'm going to go check out their social media pages. I'm going to go check out their LinkedIn page. I want to go see who I'm dealing with uh, from that standpoint. So um, if you guys just aren't doing it, understand that people are searching for you. And if you're not, if you're not there, that's a big concern for them. That's a real big concern for them because they want to know who they're dealing with. So the more you can put out there, the better you, the, the better uh, things are going to be and the much easier things are going to be from a relationship building standpoint. As far as like, 
you know, both of us are very, in, in, at least at this point in our lives, are very motivated people. We're very driven from a business standpoint. There's no question about it. You know, I get a lot of flack for talking about, you know, uh, how I put business first and family second and this and everything else. And there's going to be a ton of people that are going to disagree with me on that. And it, it, it's just one of those things that I just keep fighting for and defending because to me, the reason why family can do what they want to do is because of the work that I put in. And most people can disagree with me for that, right? We talked about a lot of stuff on this podcast that talks about, you know, oh, when you lose somebody, it makes you think, you know, what's important and things of that nature. At the end of the day, really, you know, most of our arguments come down to money and, uh, you know, uh, motivation or time spent with uh, our significant others, because I know that both of us probably run into that. I know I do, where it's like, we haven't gone on a date in two weeks. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, you know, it's like, these are the things that we don't share with a lot of people, but this is the stuff that I share. Like, yeah, we, we get in arguments over it. Like you work too much. And like, I don't know. What, what do you want me to do? Quit. Now what? Now you don't get to live in the big house. All right. So I'll quit. And we can go live in a shack. It's up to you, but you're the one that wanted the big house. Remember? So at the end of the day, what keeps you motivated? Because you're a dad, you're a husband, you're a boss you're now putting out content. You're now doing things like this where you're being interviewed. You know, people are like, they want to know more about you. Dude, how, what's keeping you motivated here? Because, and we'll talk about this for a second because we already talked about it before, but the death of your brother, that could have driven you down a completely different road where you could have been like, oh, I don't want to talk to anybody. You could, have just, you could have really closed yourself up and you didn't. So what is now keeping you going and keeping you balanced with, having the responsibilities of being a dad, a husband, an uncle, a uh, son, you know, all those types of things. Yeah, it's a great question, Todd. So, you know, I would say, you know, what keeps me motivated is, is certainly, um, I guess I'll put it in the words of uh, positive energy. I'm a big believer. I can sense energy with people in my surroundings and, you know, when I wake up every day in the morning, the first thing I make sure of, you mentioned priorities, what's important, family is first and foremost, uh, but also self-care. And, you know, when you get up at four o'clock in the morning, hitting the gym, right, taking care of yourself, having good eating habits. But all of that to me is, 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 is that it kind of stews the pot to make sure that you're giving off positive energy and you're receiving positive energy. And, you know, that, that's what motivates me because, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you, you don't want to forget the past, right? You can't really think about too much into the future. You can only say just live in the here and the now. And when I'm, when I'm in the moment like we are right now, I just feel and sense the positive energy, like a big warm blanket wrapped all around me. And to me, yeah. that, that's what motivates me. I mean, that's what just keeps me going. And to see other people have that same experience because most people out there that I encounter on, on a daily basis, and this is outside of work, just kind of, cruising around and interacting with people uh, have a tough time with that positive energy. And to me, that's just a mindset thing, right? You just having the right mindset, you know, and dialing things in. So if I can impact those people and, and make that switch to where they feel a little bit better and put that little warm blanket around them, then all of a sudden the, the, the energy starts to shift. So I, I know it may sound a little cheesy uh, to others out there listening, but that's what gets me going, you know, and if I can feel it, I can sense it. To me, it's a good day. And that's what gets me going for the next day and the next day and the next day. So, you know, positive energy gets me going, you know, certainly uh, being able to have uh, phenomenal experiences with the family. 
Uh, we love the beach, right? We love going down to uh, Bethany Beach, Delaware. My wife and I just bought a, uh, a condo down there a couple of years ago, about a year and a half ago now, uh, down in, uh, in Bethany. And no, no better place to be just to get away, you know, just be kind of, you know, let it all go for a couple of days, get down and put the toes in the sand. Obviously not this time of year. Even this time of year is still cool. It's the best. Um, What's that? The best time to go, dude. The best time, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Don't, don't give away our little hidden secret there, by the way, because we love it, you know, when, when it's the off season and, uh, you know, you can get into different places without having a two-hour wait and, and everything else. But, yep. you know, things like, like just having the experiences with, with the family, uh, you know, it motivate me. But, again, it's for, to, to really the, – the one thing, go back to the one thing, is just, just being able to take my energy – and and transfer it into others and see them respond right in a positive way that gets me going every day yeah man it's it's so great what um where can people follow you from a social media standpoint yeah yeah so i mean (laughs) linkedin today uh down the road meaning short term i'm not talking about you know 2020 i'm talking about within the next couple of weeks i'm going to be spinning up uh you know instagram or instagram i'm there I'm just not too active uh, on it. You know, I'll sit there and, and scroll and look at, you know, different pictures and, 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 you know, make some comments every now and again, but unscratched territory, even though I'm out there. So it's going to be, I'm going to amp it up. Uh, you know, of course I'm out there on uh, Facebook as well. I mean, they're the probably the, the, the core three uh, where I am. So I would say if you want to find me active and you want to engage, Hey, you want to go out there and you mentioned at the very beginning, the whole grab a cup of coffee thing. You know, it's interesting. So let me just kind of, you know, share something. And that is, <laughs> I'm all over the place, man. You're loving it right now. I do. You're not the big fan of let's grab a cup, let's grab a coffee. And, and thankfully, because of a relationship, you know, we built 30 plus years ago, you, you had that cup of coffee with me and, and which led to us, you know, built, you know, rekindling the relationship and not to be the rekindle it, but just connecting again. Um, when, when people, you know, you mentioned, ask the question, where can they follow me? I would highly recommend LinkedIn for now and watch the other pieces grow over time. But on LinkedIn, the one thing that I've noticed is that, you know, because of whether it be Thirsty Thursday or other just being active out there, I get a lot of connection requests. And I would say nine and a half times out of 10, I'll accept the request, you know, when I, when I look at the profile, whatever. But then immediately, once I accept the request, you know, I get people uh, because of my position, you know, they want to uh, send me two paragraphs on why they have the best like lead generation system and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Yeah, it, did, it just drives me nuts, right? So if somebody, you know, when they send me that short little sweet, you know, hey, there's some sort of, they know someone that I know and they want to grab a cup of coffee, I'm a big coffee fanatic. I will absolutely go grab a co- cup of coffee with just, it sounds maybe crazy, but just about anybody. So, you know, follow me on LinkedIn, keep it short and sweet. Let's go meet for a cup of coffee. Pretty soon I'll be bringing coffee to the table with Hoffa Beans but I'm all about it, man. So there's your answer. Link You're going to see a post come from me probably in the next two days. And it's going to be like, don't ask me to come for a cup of coffee. <laughs> but see, if Tom asked me, to so here's the deal. If I say yes to you to a cup of coffee, your assumption should be this. I like you. If I don't respond, just move on. It's so much easier. I'm just in that world now. Tom, now, thanks for coming. Go, no, go ahead. The last thing we can close it down. Uh, for those listening out there, I, t- Todd, well, I'm going to put it, uh, put the pressure on Todd. You know, if it, if it's for over a cup of Hoffa beans coffee, the probability of him accepting that request might go up a little bit. So just a little tip there for the folks out there trying to get some, uh, 
trying to get some of Todd's time. Hoffa beans coffee makes a big difference. We're, we're going to do something together for the Hoffa bean stuff. So, uh, yes, that 100%. Maybe what I'll do is I'll donate uh, like a social media, uh, you know, half an hour, an hour of social media uh, uh, tutelage or whatever it is. Um, if you buy, you know, five or 10 bags of the Hoffa beans thing, kind of thing like that, then I'll come to you personally. And I'll uh, and then I'll work with you for that for free for that hour. So we'll work something out. That's awesome, man. Anything for you, buddy. Listen, thanks for coming on. I greatly appreciate it. And um, uh, yeah, I always say this because it's a very it's it's the big truth is that the, um, these are never these interviews that I do with the people that um, I enjoy spending my time with and, and surrounding my life with. Um, they 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 don't just come on one time. They come on over and over again. And the reason being is because I want to follow up uh, with their lives and see where their lives are going. And to me, that's extremely important. So Tommy, this is not going to be your last time. I guess when you eventually do take over uh, the entire advanced company uh, on your own, uh, <laughs> I'll have you on as the CEO. Of advanced. No, I'm just, we'll see what happens. You never know, man. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll, you can hold me accountable to this. Um, I am not allowed to come back on until you've, you've observed me casting the net over those other areas, be it Facebook, Instagram, IGTV, whatever else, when you believe that I've cast a net, you know, and, and I'm and I'm active in it, then that's the gate for me to come back home. So that's that's e that much easier, much easier, because then I can say, hey, look, I told I told the guy to go do this, and look what he did. Now look at him. So again, yeah. this this it, it's the proofs in the pudding, man. The proofs in the pudding. So now you know you I you got me on the coffee thing, and I've got you on uh, Facebook and Instagram. So it is what it is. Yeah, Brother, man. I appreciate it. I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, love your family. Love you. And, um, you know, obviously, like I said before, it's not going to be the last time you're on. So I appreciate it so much. Awesome, Todd. Love you, man. Thank See you so you. much. Man. Talk to you soon. Have a good one, bud. See you. This has been a Todd Collins official production in conjunction with Platinum Reputations. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official or visit us at www.toddcollinsofficial.com. Want to be on the show or become a sponsor? Message us on Facebook and tell us why.